You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Help, I Suck at Dating. This is like week five of quarantine, I think. Four, five, six. I've lost track of days, weeks, months, really. Uh, I'm Jared, joined by Dean and Tori via Zoom. Dean, how you doing, bud? I'm great, Jared. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, you know, nothing really has changed since last week. I, w- I wish I had a great, compelling story to share. I went to the grocery store yesterday. That was my motorcycle got stolen. That's oh that yeah, I heard bummer. about that. What the hell? Did, so, did anybody find the guy? Because you posted the video. Uh, I filed a police report. No, no leads. Nothing like that yet. But other than that, um, just doing some household chores. Made some benches. Did some kitchen work on the backsplash made some floating shelves so you get some housework done get some housework done how's Playing that been going housework with kaylin you guys are like a real married couple uh you're wearing rings you're making cabinets together as opposed to a fake married couple yes <laughs> oh anyways who do we got this week we got our great friend from bachelor nation taylor nolan she's gonna come on and talk about sex in quarantine we're all thinking it. She's going to start talking about it. And we have Frankie from Too Hot to Handle, who is going to come on as well. Uh, yeah. And then we're going to answer emails. And Too Hot to Handle is like the biggest, it's the biggest show right now. It's going to be a, sh- it's a show. It's going to be a show. <laughs> it's the biggest show. Isn't it like number one trending on Netflix right now? Oh, I thought you were talking about this show. Well, this show is obviously the best show. It's the best podcast. This is a show. This is a show. This is a great show. So we have the host of Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. Of course, it is Taylor Nolan, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give her a round of applause, Dean. Come on now. <laughs> this is quite the welcoming. Thank you. Thank you. That's what we're all about here at Help I Suck at Dating. Taylor, how are you? This is not your first time on this podcast. 
Yeah, I've been on once, twice before. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really doing well. I'm taking it day by day and focusing on what's in my immediate control and just hanging out with my plants and my cat and vibrators and books and lots of hydration. (laughs) It's been good. Speaking of vibrators, let's jump right into it. You are a sex therapist, correct? Uh, I'm in training as a sex therapist. Yes. And so how long is training for a sex therapist? So it'll take about two years. It's essentially like getting another master's. So I have a few clients that I work with specifically around sex therapy right now, and it's been going really well. Uh, That's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. What made you want to become a (laughs) sex therapist? Well, when I took human sexuality in um, my undergrad, I remember like idolizing my professor and thinking it was so cool what she did, but I didn't want to pigeonhole myself or feel like I was trapped in one category. So I just went for my master's in overall counseling. But I mean, sex has always been a topic I light up around. I've always loved discussing it. And I think more throughout my early 20s, you know, I'm 26 now. And I feel like I've gotten more in touch with my own sexuality. That's made me much more curious, both personally and professionally as to what, you know, how we experience sex, how we go about sex in our dating life. Um, It's such a huge part of just being a human. So to me, it just made a lot of sense to get this extra training in it. Are you currently dating right now in the quarantine? Uh, somewhat. <laughs> somewhat, because I know uh, that you had a breakup last last year at some point, last fall, I believe mm-hmm. I, I was reading yeah. about it. Um, yeah. And so now that we're in quarantine, I'm very curious, being a married man, what it's like being single during this time. So are you on dating apps and talking to people? So I was on one dating app and was talking to lots of people like pre-quarantine. I feel like I was talking to like 10 different people. It was a lot. Tight. Uh, tight. 10 people? Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Um, And granted all those are long distance. So it's not like I was constantly going on dates, but I was always on the phone, always having FaceTime calls. And yeah, now it's, I've, just gotten way more intentional about where I'm putting my emotional energy. So um, there's really only one person now that I kind of talk to. It's the same person from September to January. Um, you, I think, met him, Jared. At Does his name rhyme with uh, Tarek Death? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to ask. Come on now. Come on. I, I had to bring it up. Too soon, Jared. Too soon. Yeah. I forget I just get <laughs> it out of the ago. way. Too get soon. it out of the way. Well, Taylor, because you always talk about on your Instagrams, your sexcations. Yeah, yeah. So, so I had a... We're not having any sexcations during all this. No, I miss, I miss sexcations <laughs> What so the much. hell is a sextation? Uh, a sexcation is basically a vacation for sex. Um, basically, when you're long distance, I consider every visit to be a sexcation. Um, so I had a partner that I was seeing from September to January, pretty consistently about at least once a month we saw each other and he's in Toronto. Um, but yeah, now it's like no sexcations and not really dating anyone more taking this time to focus on my own personal growth. And um, I, love your, uh, I love your openness and candidness about it. It's very refreshing. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I love having these conversations and I love talking about this stuff anyway. And I feel like there's so much shame around it that I'm like, if I don't care and I can just openly share, then I know it will at least help some people feel 
less shameful and more open and empowered to explore their own sexuality. Are you giving um, uh, therapy in the quarantine as well, like virtually? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, part of why I won't be on the second half of this episode is because I have a client at 2.30. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just doing everything virtually with clients. Um, I've Before I was only seeing clients one day a week and with everything happening in quarantine, I've opened my schedule up a bit. So now I am working with some new clients and taking some some new cases on. So do a lot of the clients you have, are they uh, bashful at first? Do they feel a little Uh, insecure coming to you? Because of me or just because? No, not because of you, just because topics that they're bringing. Of course, the topics uh, that they're bringing. Yeah. So it depends. Some people are super comfortable and they're just like, yeah, like I just need to talk about this stuff. Like I'm struggling with this and others definitely are shy. So for some people, it's their first time in therapy where we go really slow. I assure clients that, you know, the first session, the first months even doesn't have to be you telling me your entire life story that, you know, this is a relationship like any other, that's going to take time to build that trust and build that rapport and, for it to feel like a safe place that they can talk about these really deep, insecure, shameful things that they haven't felt comfortable to discuss outside of that space. So there's definitely parts of that and we work through it. Why do you think sex is such a taboo topic? Why do I think it's such a taboo topic? Yeah. How did that become a part of society? Yeah. Uh, Not to be anti-religion here, but a lot of it does also have to do with uh, how the church has told us to view sex and view pleasure within our bodies. That is a large part of it. Um, A large part of it is also our patriarchal society um, in terms of women's sexuality being hypersexualized yet experiencing shame if we actually express our sexuality. Um, you know, we, we received so many confusing messages around sex. Even this new show to out to handle on Netflix represents that very well, where it's this thing that we all want, but then we're also going to judge each other for and try to shame ourselves out of, um, it's, we just received so many different messages around it. And, um, you know, we don't have any proper education around it when we grow up. So automatically we're left feeling like this thing that's supposed to be this end all be all this amazing, pleasurable experience that like, if you really want to be cool and like, you really want to be happy, then like, you got to be having good sex. Yet, if we actually ask questions about it, we talk about it, everyone gets uncomfortable because it's supposed to be this private thing that you save for marriage, that, you know, our whole concept in our society around virginity, even this kind of innocent purity concept that we try so hard to instill in women. Um, there's a whole lot of reasons <laughs> why yeah. we feel shame around this. It's weird because we don't talk about it at such a, until we're older because it's such an uncomfortable mm-hmm. conversation. And so like, I'm not afraid to admit this. A lot of things that I learned about sex are from porn and I don't yeah. think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a good thing at all. I because no. well I don't know maybe Dean you have a different uh, I mean I agree. I think it. that as a young man I think our first uh, experience with sex is through watching porn like you know mm-hmm. I would imagine that most young boys get that before they are being sexually active um, mm-hmm. yeah and it's, that obviously probably breeds pretty unhealthy habits too I think within 
uh, people. And if they're unable to break that later on in life too, it's probably not the healthiest thing. But Taylor, for our listeners then, what advice would you have for them, whether they're single or in a relationship in the quarantine? Um, I guess, cause it's like, it, everything is so different now where, you know, if you're, if you don't normally live mm-hmm. with your significant other, now you're spending all this time with them because you're quarantined together, or let's say you're single and then you're not having the, the casual sex that you're able to have before. What advice would you have for the listener out mm-hmm. there that's either on one side or the other? Yeah. Well, first I want to answer this discussion around porn quickly. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to. <laughs> No worries. I might need you to like re-ask me that question after this, but um, I do want to touch on the porn piece because yes, it has served as our education um, and unfortunately has taught us a lot of really toxic, unhealthy uh, concepts around sex and how we interact with each other. Um, I will recommend Erica Lust. She is a ethical feminist uh, indie adult film director and producer. Um, she has several different platforms at which she hosts her adult films. One is X Confessions and the other is Lust Cinema. Um, as a woman, porn was not something A, I saw myself in, B, was relatable, C, always felt safe, and D, that never really actually looked enjoyable for the females in the films. Um, I wouldn't even call them films in your mainstream porn. Cinema, we know. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but from Erica Lust, uh, it really is cinema. It is, you know, it's very relatable. You see real bodies in there. She has like docu-series around sex where you do actually see real couples um, from all sizes, all ages. They, she has trans porn on there. She has pregnancy porn on there. Um, it is just a fantastic resource that I highly recommend. Um, I posted about it last week, actually, and it sparked this whole conversation about porn being this cheating website and sex trafficking and all this stuff, uh, which do does just represent and kind of mirror back to me all of the issues that porn has created in our society. But um, from lots of research, Erica Lust is doing fantastic work in this space because sex workers do deserve to be paid properly. Sex workers do deserve the right to be able to do their work in a safe environment that is pleasurable and is enjoyable for them. Totally. Um, and she's really producing all of that. So awesome. I'll give that as a, as a resource that is fantastic. Um, and Dean, what was your, <laughs> your follow-up question there? Uh, what advice would you have for the people that are currently quarantined, uh, you know, that are having to change their sexual habits because of everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing I'm finding is that people are either going to one extreme or the other. They're either really getting into sex and they're having a lot of sex right now, or they're masturbating a lot, or they are so stressed and paralyzed by that stress and anxiety or are super busy, constantly connected to technology and not feeling sexual at all. Um, one piece of advice that I would definitely give during this time is to just be gentle with yourself. Uh, if you are not feeling in the mood, give yourself some compassion. Don't put that pressure on yourself because it will only make it worse. So don't put pressure on yourself. We're talking about pressure that you mentioned the Netflix show, uh, too hot to handle. So being a sex therapist in training, what are your thoughts about that show? Yeah. Uh, so I actually had, uh, this week we'll have Kels and Matthew on my podcast and I got to say, I, the show obviously was very entertaining. Uh, but I do think it's, if I put on my therapist hat, 
had a lot of really confusing messages around sex and wasn't super sex positive. Well, they were just sexually charged. They couldn't keep their hands off each other for money. <laughs> I gotta, yes. I'm so curious to see where they found these people because they all seemed so sexually motivated, more so than anyone I've ever seen on like a reality show before. Yeah. And, you know, I got to say, I feel like a lot of it was exaggerated in terms of how like sexually liberated they really are because yeah. in in the description, at least that we're given, it sounds like they are having meaningless sex. Now, I'm not saying casual sex because casual sex can be a meaningful. Casual sex can have emotional depth to it. But it sounded like what these contestants were having pre-show were these drunken hookups that basically they were forgetting the next day, right? Or just throwing themselves out there, trying to find love through sex, which isn't always, I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but unfortunately, I think they were lacking a lot of intention around their sex lives. So I get that the point of the show for them was to, you know, take a step back, to allow themselves to be emotionally vulnerable. I think it does reflect our hookup culture and our society um but it just it definitely objectified the women it definitely seemed like you know oh can we can we use our sexuality to get these guys to like spend money um and it wasn't the the sexual liberation quote unquote of contestants didn't necessarily feel uh overall sex positive to me yeah i agree with that I think that it was just such a weird focus for the show to have. Oh, not weird, but um, well, it was yeah, the entire concept. So, like, and, and, yeah. and charged with sexual energy. It was just so. It was. I mean, I thought it was a good show. It was entertaining, at least as far as mm -hmm. reality television goes. Um, but I can definitely see that it doesn't necessarily build the healthiest. Uh, uh, yeah. Relationship with sex. And especially the part where they're not even allowed to masturbate. Like, mm -hmm. so what does that have to do with their ability to have a deeper emotional connection with another person? Like, if anything, that's going to help it. And I think most of what we saw were the guys being like, what? Like, that means we can't masturbate. We can't jerk off. What? Like, how are we going to survive? I've never not gone, you know, a few days without masturbating. Yeah. Like, we didn't really see anything from the girls around that standpoint. So I almost would have loved them to have been like, you know, okay, everyone is free to masturbate, but like, you know, uh, wait until something, I don't even know, even putting the pressure to like wait to have sex. It's more like when you actually have been vulnerable and you connect with that person or you're intentional about, you know, what you want out of that sexual experience with them, then go for it. Uh, but yeah, the, the masturbation piece, I was like, mm, I mean, I'm no sex therapist, like but, but wouldn't the ability to masturbate on that show make it easier to not have sex with other people? In some ways, yes, but in other ways, not necessarily, because masturbation can be used to increase your sex drive. The more sex you're having, the more sex you want. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Buyer beware there on that one. Uh, Taylor, before you go, um, to change the subject a little bit, we had uh, some news in the dating world that I wanted to get your two cents on. And Dean, of course, your thoughts on this as well. A celebrity couple, guys, broke up this week. Very sad. Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler, all over. Ten years of marriage, all done. They're getting divorced. Uh, mm -hmm. And they have, uh, obviously, their show. Uh, they have their uh, family, their kids. Uh, I think they have three, three kids. Um, 
So what are your what are your thoughts? Ten years of marriage, no more Kristen Cavallari and Jay Color. What are your thoughts on it, guys? Yeah, I mean, I'll just share here. I think whether it's quarantine times or not, um, you know, it's obviously un- unfortunate, but also not necessarily. I mean, if they're not happy in that relationship, then good for them for making the best decision for the both of them. Uh, divorce and separation is not always a um, sad negative thing. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly you can have whatever feelings you want around it, but for them, this might be a really positive step um, in their lives with each other transitioning out of this relationship. Um, I do think quarantine is kind of putting people in a position where they're forced to really look at their lives and how they're living on a day-to-day basis and what kind of energy they have in their lives and what their relationships look like. And, you know, who knows, this could have been a kind of environment that pushed them to that and that brought things to light that they were avoiding or that uh, were kind of swept underneath the rug that now no longer could could be tolerated. Um, not sure, but definitely hoping the best for both of them. Dean, any they, thoughts? Did they have a statement or anything? Because I, I just, this is how I'm finding out about it. Like I knew coming into the episode that they were broken up, but it was, uh, they, I mean, their statement is with great sadness after 10 years together, we have come to a loving conclusion to get a divorce. We have nothing but love and respect for one another and are deeply grateful for the years shared memories made and the children we are so proud of. This is just a situation of two people growing apart. We ask everyone to respect our privacy as we navigate this difficult time within our family. Well, um, did you ever watch their, their show? I have not, but this really gives you, I feel like gives you the open door. You and Kaylin, here we go. You're on show on E. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna spot the fill. That's perfect. Um, I've never seen the show, but as a Broncos fan, I had Cutler as our quarterback for probably six or seven years, and I gotta say, I, I'm impressed that they made it ten years. I think that he's, you know, he, he doesn't seem like he's the easiest guy to get along with. He's got a, a short fuse, if you will. It seems like. Mm. Interesting. Uh, I never watched the show either, but yeah, I was never a big Jay Cutler guy for football. I don't know him personally, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with Taylor as well. I just wish them the best. Uh, I hope that uh, they're making the right decision. It's always difficult, um, mm-hmm. you know, going through these situations with the family. I think three. Three. Well, mm-hmm. there you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Well, we have Taylor because we got to let, let her go in a minute. Uh, I had questions for you. Now we got so deep into it. All right, so you're single right now. I have about another like ten minutes. So. Okay. Per- Perfect. We'll run down some quick questions. One. So you're single right now. Would you ever consider coming back to the Bachelor franchise? Um, I don't know. I'm never someone that's like, you know, I'm going to say no right off the bat or like I try not to be closed minded about things. I honestly would be very terrified to do anything in Bachelor world again. <laughs> um, I would consider it. What I makes you know. so terrified? And, well, you know, I think answer as you will. There's no <laughs> pressure here. We're just talking. Yeah, yeah. Just just a friendly conversation. Um, no, I mean, I think it's scary just to put yourself out there in general, you know, and going on the show. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who else is going to be there. You never know what kind of situation you're going to find yourself in. You never know what's going to be shown and what's not going to be shown. So it it would definitely be a, a risk to go back on. It might be worth it. It might not be. It'd probably be like a last minute, like, well, fuck it decision if I did do it. <laughs> I think that's how we all make the decision, isn't it? As soon as we yeah. sign the contract, we're like, ah, eh, fuck it. Yep, that's how going on Paradise was the first time for me. I was like, well, fuck it. it can't get much worse than it already was. So might as well try. 
No, I mean, you were fine. Your ex went back on the show, so now it's kind of your opportunity to, you know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't. That door is is at least uh, openly available to be opened, I guess. Yeah, it's cracked open. It's not cracked. Yeah. It's it's there, but it's not locked. It's it's just a quick twist of the knob, is all you got to do. Yeah. Well, you were back on Paradise with Christina on there as well, right? My uh, thing is, yeah. like, if I go on, they're probably going to be like, plant seed, here he is. And I'd be like, bye. Had you, had you been on that season of Paradise, this most recent one, it would have basically been season four all over again. Yeah. Did they ask you? Basically. <laughs> I was in a relationship. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's obviously yeah. a good reason not to go. I mean, I probably still could have gone on. But Unfortunately, not everybody abides by those decisions, those rules. But Taylor, now that you've yeah. seen shows on Netflix, like Too Hot to Handle and Love is Blind, would you do a show like that or uh, see, any reality show? See, both of those shows are like so void of sexuality that I like, if I was in the pods, I would be like wanting to have like a dirty talk session. And I would for sure be talking about sex and what their preferences are. If we, If I was on too hot to handle I for sure would have been like wait but no I want to ma- be able to masturbate if I want to and like I want to know how it feels to kiss you and like I mean I guess I would just spend three thousand dollars on it but <laughs> it uh, uh, the the I'm not immediately interested just based on the concepts of those shows you know I would definitely want a show that is a lot more sex positive but I also understand like it's reality tv and sometimes we exaggerate things and yeah I don't know but I think there's like great people that go on both shows but I don't know that either one of those shows would be for me um well I oh sorry go Dean well, I was gonna say I feel like you're kind of uh in a minority group of the Bachelor franchise at least just with uh your ability to think like that don't you sort of with your whole with like your sex positive approach to things i feel like is uh it's just unique in that sense within bachelor nation um i guess i guess i'm not i don't like, at least from, I, I mean i feel like i, I don't the people that i follow and like you're the only one that's talking about it which i think is a great thing i think it's good yeah. to have some representation in that in that arena i second that yeah i think it's it's funny because you know when you look at the franchise like we talk about Colton being a virgin and uh, I think Becca Tilly was also a virgin, right? Like we talk about the virginity piece and Madison, right? We talk about the virginity so much. We talk about like the marriage and all that, but like where are the conversations around sex and like the, the importance of that and how we show up there and having a healthy relationship with sex within a relationship. Um, I definitely do think the representation of that shown on the show is lacking. I think I'm sure people have these conversations and whatnot, you know, from the show that are like in their day-to-day life. But yeah, I feel like I'm the only person that's like selling vibrators on Instagram. So (laughs) when do you think it's appropriate to, when would you advocate someone having sex with someone they're interested in? Uh, first date, uh, second date, whenever they think it's appropriate, yeah, whenever they feel like it, when they feel like it's a right time for them, when they feel like they have enthusiastic consent, when they are like, I want to do this, not like a, I could, I can maybe do that. Like, 
I encourage and I hope that people have sex when they want to have sex. So what would you tell people who go on a first date with someone are really sexually attracted to them and like, man, I really want to have sex with this person right now. And they both feel the same way. Should they wait or just go for it? I think they should talk about that. I've been on many dates where first date I'll talk about it and I'll be like, I want to have sex with you. <laughs> and, and we'll talk through that. And I'll be like, yeah, I want to have sex with you, but I don't want to have sex with you tonight. But like, I definitely feel like I want to have sex with you. Um, so I think that they should have a conversation about it. If they both feel like it's there, if they are clear with each other about what it is that they're looking for, right? Like if this is a, say a Tinder date and you're just like, I just really want to be ravaged tonight. I just want to go all out and just have a fun sexual experience. And then I want to go back home to my cat and like watch Netflix and like chill by myself. Then communicate that and like go for it. <laughs> I've got a question. You've seen Love is Blind as well, right? I've seen what? Love is Blind. Yeah. Do you remember that? I, I can't remember their names, but uh, they the point of contention in their relationship, it was in the resort phase. Uh, his sexual history was put into question or something like that, and they broke up because... Carlton and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Diamond. Mm -hmm. What are your takes on that? Like, if you're meeting yeah. someone new and then... Because in my opinion the sexual history should be kind of irrelevant to their sexual future, right? But I could see why someone would get upset about it, but what's your take on it? It's because that's like a, that's a unique situation too, I feel like. Yeah, so there's so much to dissect from that relationship. First, I think she was very valid in feeling like he intentionally hid something from her. Uh, the point of the experiment before getting engaged was to, you know, whether I agree with this or not, to fully put everything out there on the table, to fully be yourself, and then engage to this person. And from her perspective, she felt like he had kept it from her and dropped it as a bomb to now be like, well, you're with me. I was worried you wouldn't want to be with me if you knew this. Now I'm telling you because you're already with me. From his perspective, very understandable. You know, not only is it societally shamed upon men who are bisexual, but especially black men to have that uh, representation on reality TV and just in our society in general is very rare um, and carries a lot of shame with it. So understandable that he would have that fear of telling her. Uh, I don't necessarily think that you need to disclose your entire sexual history to a partner before you have sex with them. Um, I do think that you know, doing your own processing around whatever shame you are carrying sexually is important. And I think if that person is someone you feel safe enough to have sex with, then hopefully you feel safe enough to have a conversation with them about where you're at within your sexuality. Um, you don't owe that person necessarily that whole history, right? But if there are big trigger points for you where you do feel shame, you know, then I think that is important to be open to that. I think he was still in the midst of, you know, battling shame around being bisexual, that he wasn't able to show up and be fully authentic with her because he wasn't accepting himself. Um, so yeah, I, I could keep going on all that, but. <laughs> so do you think that in relationships, let's say, you know, you're in a committed monogamous relationship, you mm -hmm. don't think it's important to with, uh, to share every sexual encounter or partner or whatever, but like just just the ones that you feel like you need to for the importance of it all? Like, 
So I think if there's, if there's like a specific sexual experience that you have struggled with having shame with, with, with your body, with how you interact sexually, that, that is likely going to come up within your intimate relationship, right? So mm. hopefully if this is a partner that you're in a long-term committed monogamous relationship with, hopefully that's something that you can share with them to have an honest conversation about so that they better understand where you're coming at sexually and so that you can show up fully where you're at. Um, and also have that support too, because that's important. We could all use some support. Um, so I do think that having those healthy, open conversations around sex that include things like what turns you on, what doesn't turn you on, um, what you enjoyed from your past sexual experiences, you know, what things you enjoyed doing in, in the past can be helpful to communicate to your partner. Um, you know, it's very dependent upon whatever the relationship is, but I think overall, we would all be better off if we do encourage and, and increase the amount of these conversations around sex with our partners in an honest and vulnerable way. It's only going to lead to better sex. Which or, is what we're all striving or, for. <laughs> exactly. We're all striving for that. Or it's going to be like, oh, this actually isn't a person that I connect with. And this isn't a person that I feel safe being sexually vulnerable with. And that's okay, too, because there will be someone else. Well, let me, I know you got to go. Let me just ask you one quick question and then we'll mm-hmm. uh, we'll end the session. When you said that, do you think sex can get better with someone? Because I've heard that a lot with people who are really into someone and they have sex with them and it's just really not that good. And they're like, oh, but I'm really happy with this person. But I just physically, we're having troubles. Do you think that that's something mm-hmm. you can actively work on to get better? Mm-hmm. So it's very dependent, but yes. Um, I think definitely the first step in that is communication, right? You've been having sex with this person. How much are you actually talking during sex how much are you talking before sex and how much are you talking after sex um how well do you know your partner sexually um there's a lot of work that definitely can be done within a relationship around sex uh but then there are definitely those situations where there's just not that sexual compatibility there and that is where you know you do a lot of work and you look at what the relationship is what it's fulfilling for you you know perhaps there's opportunities to transition the uh, format of the relationship. Um, So there's lots of ways to work around it. I don't think, you know, if you're struggling sexually with your partner, that that means that you're doomed and that you need to break up with them immediately because you're never going to have better sex with them. Uh, (laughs) I don't, I don't stand by that narrative. All right. Well, that's a nice little positive way to end it. Taylor Nolan, (laughs) thank you so much for joining us on Help I Suck at Dating. You are, of course, you have your own podcast, which is called Mm -hmm. Let's Talk About It with taylor yeah. nolan what uh, days do yeah. new episodes come out thursdays, thursdays. new episodes thursdays so everybody yeah. watch out for a brand new episode this thursday with taylor nolan let's talk about it and of course you can follow her uh your instagram is at tay mocha yep perfect yeah. so everybody go follow taylor taylor thank you so much uh you're, go- you're gonna have to come on the podcast because i feel like we ha- we could talk for hours yeah, I know. I was like, I feel like we're gonna have a great conversation today. I was like, I feel like we could like the three of us go back and forth on all these topics. So yeah. uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. No worries. Stay safe. Yeah, you too. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. 
They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm late. I'm late. Very important Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourists and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourists now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from life, you know that. His business is failing, his house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger, and we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish all new Sundays at nine on AMC and stream on AMC Plus. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We have a very special guest who is joining us via Zoom right now. You know her from Too Hot to Handle, Francesca. Thank you so much, aka Frankie. Yeah. Hi guys. Yeah. What do you What do you prefer, Francesca or Frankie? Um. I guess Francesca is like the more well-known name. Oh, your puppy is so cute. Oh my God. If only Pappy could speak, but, because I always I always called you Francesca on the show. So I didn't know that Frankie was even a nickname until we saw like one time someone called you Frankie. Yeah, close friends call me Frankie and then everyone else is Francesca. Nice. And so you are zooming in from where exactly? Vancouver. Um. Okay, so that's where you're like quarantining then. Mm-hmm. That's where you live, right? You live in Vancouver. I live in Vancouver, yeah, right now. Right? Pardon? What? Doesn't your doesn't your boyfriend live in Los Angeles? He's in LA right now, yeah. Uh, Harry. Well, so the thing with Too Hot to Handle that I was uh, that I wish we saw more of was the ending because it just kind of ended really quick. And I saw you guys talking about your what you're gonna do with your you know who moves where kind of thing. Yeah. And it sounded like you wanted him to come to Canada. Yeah. So he came to visit and he liked it, but he wasn't really a fan of my friends. They didn't really get along. So he decided he was going to move to LA instead. And right when he moved to LA, we broke up for a bit. So we got back together and I was planning to move literally right before quarantine and then quarantine happened. So it's everything's been put on hold. Wait, what do you mean he didn't like your friends? He's just like not a fan of my friends. <laughs> I heard that, but I also heard him say that like she got rid of him. Did you just stop being friends with them? I did. Yeah. 
Wow, so you Harry over the friends. That's like completely the opposite of what Destiny's I mean, Child taught me. Like they weren't like long term friends. Like I was friends with them for like a year, and I don't know if they were my real friends that they wouldn't be like yelling at my boyfriend. So they were yelling at him. Situation, but it's okay because I'm not friends with them anymore. So, well, so I thought all Canadians were supposed to be super nice. <laughs> I thought all Canadians were supposed to be super nice. I can't believe they were yelling. Yeah, I mean, not this specific Canadian. She's not very nice, but <laughs> did it have anything to do with when you guys took that break? Because you guys, so you, the show stopped uh, filming about a year, a year ago, right? Yeah, it was a year ago. And then you and Harry, you guys took a few months off, if I yeah. heard correctly. Was it? Did the friends have some issues with what happened in between, like when you guys were broken up? So the friends, um, the issue with the friends started before the break. And it was also another reasons why we needed the break because they were just like toxic and not really good for the relationship. So before we got back together is when I cut the friends. Gotcha. Yeah. So now the friend's out of the picture entirely. That friend. Nice. Smart. Screw the friends. A good, good, uh, good choice, I think, to choose yeah. your in this case um okay cool so for the listeners obviously we kind of filled them in already you know you went on too hot to handle and you have become an overnight freaking sensation i was just saying i can't believe you have three million followers on instagram i got three million today yay hey congratulations that's freaking awesome i'm very jealous (laughs) it's funny too because we were talking about uh jared and i were saying in like the first episode or something, you were said that Instagram was your job and you were been killing it or something. And Jared was like, well, I'm sure she's killing it even harder now. Well, my, my question is, how excited are you right now? <laughs> like, because you yeah, said on yeah, the show yeah. that you didn't need the money because you're raking it in from Instagram, which is I, awesome. Yeah, um, it's exciting, but it doesn't really feel, it's honestly, it's not as satisfying as you think. Like the verification, <laughs> everyone was like, yay. And I was like, eh. like, that's going to sound so stuck up, but it's just not as satisfying as you would think. I don't know why. I think it's because, I would rather like be with Harry and be experiencing this with him. And because I'm here and he's there and we're like having this crazy life stuff happening, but we're apart. It's just like not as fun not being with him. No. Well, that's really sweet. I think that's a good sign. Yeah. Do you guys have plans to see each other? Cause I guess it must be challenging not being with your um, boyfriend during the quarantine, right? Yeah. So we have, obviously when quarantine's up is when I'm going to just like move in with him. So that's the plan right now. So you're going to move to LA? Yeah. Nice. That seems like the better choice than going to Canada. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Canada's great. What the hell? No, I mean, no disrespect to Canada, but you know, you guys are you guys are huge uh, celebrities now, basically. So you got to be in LA for that, right? Yeah, reality TV. But... Um, hey, I have a question. Why did you decide to go on the show? Um, the production actually reached out to me on Instagram <laughs> and was like, we think you'd be great on this reality show. It's on Netflix, like la la la. So I was like... Oh might as well like that sounds fun so I just kind of went for it and I didn't really know the premise like it could have been a show like you guys were on or it could have been like Survivor like I really didn't know so I was just like taking a, a leap of faith like I was single so I was like might as well like sounds but you fun. know you obviously knew it was a dating show but you didn't kind of know all of the rules going into it obviously. I didn't know before I got to Mexico I didn't really know it was a dating show I just kind of knew I had to be single and mm. then it was going to be in the sun. So it could have been like literally anything like influencer Island or like anything. I really didn't know. But before filming, like before we got onto the retreat, we had a few days in Mexico in the hotel room to just like kind of chill. And that's when we signed papers. And then I saw untitled dating show on the, um, on like the contract. So then I was like, oh, okay. Dating show. Here we go. Ah, uh, and then how long were you guys on the, uh, or at the resort for? We were filming for a month. 
Okay, okay. Because I feel like it just flew by when I was watching. I guess because I probably binge it all in a day. That's kind of probably why it flew, flew by, by but it just it all happened so fast, right? Yeah. It, there was a lot of stuff that happened that wasn't shown. Like, I think it should have been more than eight episodes, but I mean, who knows if there's going to be a reunion? Who knows if they're, they're going to be yeah. like some scenes? What do, you, what do you wish they had shown that they didn't have time to put in? There were some challenges and some like fun stuff that happened and a, a little bit more drama that would have kind of made more sense if it was added in to the reason that things were happening it kind of would have explained it more to the viewers why things were happening in certain ways, but they can't show it. Do you, do you wish they showed more of Harry's personality? Cause to a lot of people, like 90% of the time he kind of sucked, which is sad. Oh my God. Really? Wait, no, not, not a bad way, but like he, like for the, he lied to you right off the bat. You know what I mean? Do you, yeah. And so like, do you wish that they showed more? Obviously you see, you know, we saw a really soft side of him when you went on the date with, I think it was Corey. Yeah. And, you know, we saw how upset he was and, and how much he really cared for you in that moment. And do you wish they kind of showed more of that about him? Um. Yeah, like he was doing sweet things throughout the, the month. Like he would put like snacks in my locker. He would always make sure my bikinis were out to dry. He would leave me towels. Like he would make sure my shampoo was always there because the girls would shower and everything would get moved. So he was just very, very considerate. But obviously, like they didn't show any of that. But he definitely, I feel like me, Haley and him, were shown in positive and negative lights, but everyone else was shown in like a very positive light. So mm. we definitely got the brunt of the um, the drama, but I mean. But I like that. If it also gave you the most screen time. So I mean, it's- Yeah. <laughs> and it just shows that you're a person and you have both good and, and, and you're flawed in some areas, which is yeah. awesome. Are you still close friends with a lot of the cast members? Um, I was, I'm friends with Haley. I was fl- friends with most of them, but- there's there was some drama that happened this morning that I was like I unfollowed Chloe. <laughs> Wait, what's the drama? Fill yeah, us what in. What happened? So I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about this. Oh, you I'm are. Not- it's okay. <laughs> so there was a video that we had to film with Lana the Cone asking us questions and stuff like that. So we were asked, okay, so who do you want to be quarantined with, and what was your favorite moment filming? Her answers that she posted on her Instagram today were, I would want to be quarantined with. Harry and my favorite moment was kissing Harry. So, all right, you the entire month of filming, we were there for a month. You're going to tell me, you're going to tell the world that your favorite moment out of this entire month yeah. was kissing my boyfriend. Yeah, that's and she wants to be I thought we were friends. I wouldn't say that. Imagine if Kells was like, oh, my favorite moment was the shower scene. You know, he would never say that. So I was just like, <laughs> and she was like, babe, are you okay? And I'm like, mm mm. That's not cool. Like, yeah, we filmed thing. this like a week ago. It's not like we filmed this like after filming. That would make more sense. But we filmed this question like a week ago. So she willingly decided that that was her answer after knowing me and Harry had been together for like a year. So, hey, I have a question. Um, you and Haley kissed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you? Do you? And you guys are still really close friends. Yeah. I when I was watching it, I got the impression that Haley had a crush on you. Yeah. Is is there any truth to that? You think? Um, I don't, I didn't know that she was saying in her reel at the beginning that she was into girls. I had no idea. So I don't think it was like, like a, like a romantic love. I think it was more like she had my back and she was like, you know, just like my sibling in the house. I don't think there is anything. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really spoken to her about it. I haven't been like, so you got a crush on me? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. 
Yeah. Um, you, but that's not weird because obviously Harry's your boyfriend and then Haley would be your best friend from the show. There's no like weirdness because you kissed her with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not, he's, yeah, he's not weird with stuff like that. Um, okay, cool. So on the last night or whatever night it was, you and Harry went into a room and you weren't allowed to touch each other. And you shocked the world by actually not touching each other. But I, we need to know what happened in the room then. We saw you guys like goofing around a bunch. Yeah. So just walk us through that night to the best of your ability. So we knew going into it that if we started to have like romantic, deep, heartfelt conversations that there probably would have been some money lost because we just get like lost in the moment. So we kept it as like fun as we could like we were just like running around playing hide and seek. Like I hid myself in a drawer. He was under the bed. Like he was swimming in the bathtub for like half an hour. And I was like, what are you doing? And we just kept it very, very, very lighthearted. Like there were sex toys that we were like whipping each other with. And I, I guess they showed him like kind of moaning at the end, but I think I was just like whipping him with sex toys or like, I was like naked. We were just like having fun with it basically. So just goofing around the entire night. Goofing around. Yeah. There was nothing that wasn't shown in that scene. Was it hard to like, to like abstain? Cause obviously, so, so Jared and I being on The Bachelor, like you can just make out basically as much as you want. There's like, mm-hmm. they like encourage you to go to these rooms to be like intimate with each other. Mm-hmm. Was it challenging to uh, like abstain the entire time? I mean, obviously you, you broke the rules a lot. Yeah, I think the, the hardest part about that night was not being selfish and being like, okay, like let's not do this, but we're not not doing this for us. We're, we're doing this for the group. Mm. so we did it so we could prove to the group like okay well we won the money back so everything we did was like justified basically so it was more of like an aha moment because realistically if we wanted to lose the money and say everyone else we could have but that was more of like the reason well, the show was over too so you had the you had however much time you want now to do whatever you wanted to do in there yeah i mean well not now because we're not in the same country but well, what uh what did you spend your winnings on um I don't, I haven't really spent them yet. Like I started a clothing brand so that I guess contributed, but I think Harry and I are just going to use it to go on a trip to like Paris or something. Plug the clothing line. What is it? Pardon? What plug the clothing line? Uh, it's called Fairgo the label. Like nice little bikinis. No. Sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you, and you said you're going to use the money to go on vacation. Yeah. With Harry for sure. Nice. Oh, very nice. Do you guys know where you're going? Paris, I think. Paris? Ooh, fancy. Nice little, it's like uh, a honeymoon almost. The show's over. You guys are now a public, a public relationship. You guys deserve yeah. it. You, gotta hide, you had to hide it for a year. Bachelor couples, they have to hide yeah. it for like two months, and that's hard enough. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about how uh, easy or difficult it was to hide the relationship. Um, I think it was easier because we don't have like the same follower base. Like Mine was like America, and his was like Australia. So... Mm-hmm when we were posting stuff like we were posting in the same cars when with kangaroos the same day, no one could really put two and two together because our fan bases were completely opposite. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was actually easy because we could post doing this. Like we could post on the same date, like eating the same meal. We mm-hmm. just tag each other. So. And now you can. And then, but it was like only a week after the show had began airing. Yeah, like- wait a week. So that was like the hardest week. Cause we're like, all we wanted to do was post about it, but obviously we couldn't. So everyone was like, are you guys still together? Are you guys still together? And we just were finally able to reveal it. So my Instagram is just like all him right now. 
So right. And you can finally start going into the photo album and start posting the cute pictures oh, that you want to. Yeah, we have so many photos. It's just insane. So nice. you guys are moving to L.A. together. Is he planning on getting a, a green card or anything? Because I know. Yeah, he's working on it right now. I know. That well, must be extraduous. Don't you need bad. a green card too? What? Don't you need one as well? Um, I oh, think yeah. my, my plan would be because I can stay there for six months at a time. So I would just go and then. Like I would go back and forth. Okay, yeah. From Canada, because mm-hmm. I, I visit my family like once every few months anyway. So I wouldn't like live there. I would just be like visiting, and then if I need to apply for a visa to work on Instagram, I'm not sure how that exactly works. But that makes what sense. Uh, I see here that you guys got matching tattoos. Mm-hmm. What are, what are the tattoos? A lightning bolt. Yeah, a lightning bolt. What's the so, I think during the Yoni challenge, I drew like a bunch of lightning bolts all over my cat depiction of my vagina so that it kind of started with that and then the whole show there was like a cloud of negativity around us and everything we were doing so we just tried to stay positive and focus on like all the good that was happening so it's kind of just like our positivity gun just to like remind ourselves like no matter what happens just to like stay positive and he has the same tattoo in the same place yeah do, do you guys have other tattoos uh yeah we have other tattoos but not not for each other Right, right, right. I was going to say just because if you only had one tattoo and that was the only one, that would be a lot more meaningful. Well, not a lot more meaningful. But... No, he, he literally covered his hand in tattoos now. There's like knuckle tats. There's a tat here. There's a tat here. Like he covered his hand. I was like, it's most meaningful now. So well, he's was... full-blown influencer now. He can do whatever he wants, I guess. I guess. <laughs> so when was the last um, time you saw Harry? Um, end of February, beginning of March. So wow. right, right, right. So I saw him and then I flew to... Ontario to see my family for a bit and then when I was in Ontario visiting my family is when all this corona stuff happened so I was debating on just flying to LA really quick and getting stuck there and being quarantined there but then Justin Trudeau our prime minister was like oh healthcare like if you're Canadian come home come home so Mm -hmm. I was like okay like I don't want to get corona in LA and then be stuck at a hospital totally makes sense I don't have healthcare so I just decided to come home and so what's uh I mean, obviously you said you guys are going to go to Paris, but in the relationship, in the scheme of the relationship, especially being from The Bachelor, we always talk about engagements, right? Is there ever going to be an engagement between you and Harry, you think? Yeah, like we have, I'll show you guys. Harry said uh, on an interview with one of our friends, Lauren Zima, he's ready to get married to you. He he wants to marry you. He knows. So this, this is our shared folder. Ignore the other one. I don't know if you can see. Uh, Aww. Oh, for the listeners out there, she has a shared folder. Oh, it's a ring. Yeah, there we have one called red wedding rings, and it's like of like just engagement rings that I like. So he send you guys are sending each other engagement rings. Yeah, that's very exciting. But he is really young, so we just kind of have to take it, you know, day by day. Like you both are. You're like 22. I'm 26. He's 22, I think. He's 23 next month. 23. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. I think I bet you if you guys have a reunion show, it's gonna go down at the reunion show. That's my guess. Yeah, I hope not. Were you guys planning to have a reunion show before everything happened? Um, yeah. So there was gonna be one. We were all gonna fly in, but now with quarantine, I think um, if there were to be one, it would be similar to um, like Tiger King. I don't know if anyone watched that. I didn't watch it, but there's a reunion for Tiger King. Yeah, it was like a Zoom call or something. I don't know. I didn't watch, but. Yeah, apparently it was like a call with all apparently it's juicy but interesting sort of similar on netflix of a zoom i don't know yeah it'll be interesting to see how it works what's it like dating someone who's a little bit younger than you 
I feel like he keeps me young. I don't know. It's a definitely a different dynamic because we don't think the same at all. Like I'm definitely more grounded. I'm more calm. Like I'm just in kind of, I have a puppy now, so I'm in like mom mode and he's kind of in like, he's very excited about certain things and stuff like that. But he tells me that he's ready to like settle down. I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. You know what I mean? It's like hard because he's so young, but. Well, especially what we, what we talk about on the podcast a lot is living in LA is a lot different than living in a place. Cause you're in Montreal. Vancouver. Vancouver. Well, Vancouver is a big city, but you know, LA is just like, there's so, a lot going on all the time. Yeah. There's a lot to do. There's a lot, a lot of sparkly of things, you know, a lot of sparkly things. Yeah. Are you guys both in LA? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're, you're, you're married. Both of you are married, right? Or no. Yeah. Dean, are we both married? That's a good question. No, you're not. You, you live with your girlfriend though, right? <sighs> Uh, yeah, so I'm at my girlfriend's apartment now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kaylin? Kaylin. Yeah, good job. But Francesca, yeah, she, yeah, she, he, yeah, he wears a wedding ring. I told you You do? Dean, show her your left hand. Uh, this one? Oh, come The one day you don't wear the band. <laughs> Look it off. Oh, that's so cute. Harry and I wore promise rings for like the longest time on our wedding finger. Yeah, Jerry, that's all it is, is a promise ring, man. All right, well, the reason I'm bringing this up, Francesco, is Dean has been telling us for the past six months, really, that he's married, and I can't tell if oh. he's joking or not. Oh, I'm sorry, I've been telling you that we've been married? You're the one that has always just assuming things. You're the one who says you're married. <laughs> maybe, I don't know, maybe you're right. Anyway. But I guess, wait, so Francesca and Harry were wearing promise rings, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone's so, like, zooming in on the fingers and being like, oh, did they get married, did they get married? But yeah, they were just like little promise rings that we had. Um, and what was the purpose of the promise ring? Just to sh- show that you guys. Well, what's the purpose of any promise ring? Yeah. Why do you have a promise ring? You promised to marry that person. Right? I like yeah. it. I like, I like rings. I'm a ring guy. Yeah. It was basically just cause we're like long distance. So it was just like a little like token of our love. What have you learned about, what have you l- learned about being in a long distance relationship? I've actually, this is like my fourth long distance relationship. Hmm. Crazy. I'm just like. I don't know why I just date people in different cities. I don't know why. Oh, but, so you're a pro. Yeah, I think you just keep communication lines open and FaceTime as much as you can and just talk all the time about the good things, the bad things. Like, don't keep anything bottled in and don't ignore the person if you're upset because then they'll just... How many FaceTimes per day do you guys have? Like 50, probably. It's like every time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That sounds like exhausting. If I'm in the shower, I'll FaceTime. I'll just keep the FaceTime there and then... I'll be on FaceTime while I'm doing my makeup and FaceTime while I'm cooking, like FaceTime while I'm walking my dog. Like literally it's kind of like, an this is, that's exactly why I can never do long distance. Uh, there was a time Kaylin was in Bali and she FaceTimed me and I was like, okay, well, is there any point that you need to make in this phone call? And there was just like to talk. And I was like, okay, well, I don't like, I don't like FaceTime. <laughs> that's why I can never do long distance, I guess. It is really hard. It is really hard, especially not knowing like the end date when this is going to be all over and we can like move in together hard but we don't really have a choice right now so yeah. it's not like I'm like peace out like see you after quarantine you know what i mean so i know you mentioned this earlier but you guys are moving in together in los angeles like you're not just going to move to la and live separately but you're going to live together. no yeah uh-huh. it's like you yeah. guys are back on the show you're on the show you couldn't touch each other and now the show aired you guys are in quarantine and you can't touch each other i know it's like the opposite the temptation isn't even there though because they're so far away from each other yeah well, I'm sure there's, you know, ways to keep the relationship spicy, even if yeah. you're not in the I'll same room that. together. Yeah, a lot of nudes. 
hey, a lot of nudes. There you go, you know. Was everybody as sexually charged as it came off on the show? Because it seemed like everybody, you know, like within five minutes of finding out that you, you're not supposed to have sex, they were like, oh my God, I, I'm going to lose it. Yeah, I think production did a really good job of casting everyone. Like all of our questions were related to sex. Like how often do you have sex? Like, do you like one night stands? Like what are your past relationships like? Do you have commitment issues? Like everyone put was put in that house for a reason. So they are were, they all, all were really sexed up, but a lot of them, the majority of them didn't like, like each other. Like the girls weren't into the guys and vice versa. So that's mm-hmm. why they didn't have a hard time not losing money because they just like, there was no temptation yeah you know what i mean it seemed like that it seemed like there was only a couple people that were like actually interested in other people yeah um even the guy that you went on a date with the accountant i can't remember his name yeah uh, but he like didn't even try to make a connection with anyone i feel like yeah he was you're saying that every a lot of people were like that yeah hmm. so why do you think that i don't know just maybe because they knew the sex wasn't there so they were like oh, there's no point i'm not sure do you think any of the cast members have had sex with each other after the filming? Definitely. Definitely? Oh, can you say which ones? Do you think? <laughs> um, well, we were in Mexico together for a bit. And I'm assuming... No, Rhonda and Sean didn't even fuck in Mexico. Sorry. <laughs> You're uh, fine. Yeah, we had like a few days and we, we all went clubbing and all this stuff in Mexico after without the cameras and stuff like that. And I don't even think that Rhonda and Sharon did anything. Maybe they did. They must have. I'm not sure. But I think Corey and Chloe, they all live in the same area. So I think there was a little razzle dazzle there. Mm. Um, Madison lives in the same city as Matt. So maybe they like I know there was definitely some hanky panky going on. With yeah. Them. Well, it's a little bit different when you're not about to lose twenty thousand dollars. I feel. And when it's not on camera. And it's not on camera. That's a big. Was it weird for you and Harry watching it back, knowing it was all on camera? Um, I'm just really glad that they didn't show anything from that night. It was very aloof. Like you couldn't. All you could tell. The only reason you could tell that we had sex was because I said it. So hmm. the shower scene was more cringe for me with cows. Way worse. Um. Did you guys watch the show together when it came out? No, because well, Corey. I know. Well, my question oh, was yeah, like, yeah. how difficult was it to rewatch the show without each other? It was hard, but we just before it came out, like I just messaged him and I was like, no matter what happens, um, you can't get grumpy with me. I can't get grumpy with you. It was a year ago. We can't take anything personally because we are where we are now. So it was difficult because I, I couldn't just like hug him, and we were just like texting every like few like half an hour every so, and I was like, hey. All good. I was like, "Hey, all good. Okay, we're good." And we were just the first day I watched it. I just got drunk. I was like, "Yeah, it's a lot different than Bachelor because you guys obviously were on Netflix, where everybody could just watch the whole season in one day. Where Bachelor, yeah. it's you know, uh, episode yeah. weekly. Yeah, so, so you have time to prepare. Exactly. Like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like this Monday, okay, this happened and that happened, and I'm sure you guys the same thing. You talk to a producer, and producers like, "Okay, this this is going to be shown. That's going to be yeah, shown." Just told us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's got to be crazy because then you never know when it's going to, you know, when technically shit could hit the fan, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's fun- good funny that, uh, not funny, but more ironic, I guess, that you guys were on a show that was uh, so centered around sex. And now you and Harry might not ever have sex with anyone else for the rest of your lives. <gasps> I'm okay with that. <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a very yeah, good thing. That's, yeah, that's, that's easy for me, for do, sure. Do you think that... Um, the fact that 
you guys weren't supposed to, you know, you couldn't have sex on the show made you and Harry connect more kind of like, I don't know how to articulate it best, but like, you know, you want what you can't have type thing. Do you think that had any factor? I think what connected us the most was, yeah, just all the conversations we were able to have without our cell phones and being there for a month. Like, yeah, we did, we did um, have sex, but we were there for an entire month. And we were only able to kiss, we, I think we only kissed like three times and then got a little down and dirty like once or twice. So it did make us strong and also everything that happened. So the date with Kells, the kiss with Chloe, the date with Corey, the kiss with Haley, like everything made us really, really strong. So the foundation that we built on the show has just been like, just laid that, Did that make it uh, easier or harder for you when you got back into like the real world, you think? It was extremely hard. That's why we broke up originally because it was we went from being at the hip every day all day to not having that so it was just like very emotional we just didn't know what to do and we're like okay right. bye. Let's break up. how long after you guys left did you break up and then how like, long were you broken up for uh we broke up for like three so the show filmed and then he came to see me i came to see went to see him we were together for like three months we broke up at the end of summertime and then we were broken up until like new year's is when we started talking again nice. mm. do you yeah. think that made your relationship stronger definitely because i was able to date other people and so was he and we realized like that's just not what we wanted and it makes us like not take anything we have now for granted i do think that being in a relationship after the show is a lot better situation to be in too like because everyone that's seen the show and all of your three million instagram followers want to see you with harry and his yeah. with you yeah. So it makes everything a little bit easier. That's, that's a little more pressure, I think. Yeah, there's pressure, so much more pressure. Yeah, because like if I we get into a fight, it's like I don't know, like it's just it's a lot more pressure to keep the relationship happy, I think. But oh, I don't think it'll be just wait for it. There's gonna come a week where you just like forget to post about Harry and then there's gonna be people like, Oh my god, they must have broken up. They haven't posted to each other. Like that's where the pressure comes from. You're like, Jesus, like that's right. We yeah, have to, like I yeah, you're in this, like, you exa know exactly what this is like because you guys have lived it. But it's also really fun because, like Dean said, you also have so many people who are just rooting for the relationship, mm -hmm. and it yeah. it's it's really uh, endearing. Yeah. It's something I'll never take for granted. Um, so besides the clothing label, what else are you working on? Um, that's basically it right now because with the show out, there's a lot of stuff to do with, like, brand collabs and the merch and the swim and the interviews and Netflix and reunion stuff and like all of this crazy stuff that we're asked to do every single day. So I've just been like, I haven't even had like a time to like breathe, you know, it's just been like crazy, crazy. Did crazy. you think it was going to get this crazy? I didn't think that I was going to grow 3 million followers in like a week. That definitely was not what I was thinking was going to happen. I thought maybe like a million tops. And I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was going to be the villain. I was prepared that everyone was going to hate me. I'm like, all right, I'm the villain. It's fine. I can handle this. Come at me. Like you're you know fine. I mean? It's, it's like you said earlier, like that. they show like, like with people like you and Harry and they, they show more facets of your personality. The audience gets to connect more with you because uh -huh. just like us, it's like, Oh wow. They, they're not perfect. Neither am I. This is cool. Yeah. I like this person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, well, Francesca, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. We well, you know, you're a, you know you're a busy gal, even though you're uh, quarantined up in, where is it again? Vancouver. If you come on, Vancouver. <laughs> this guy in his Montreal has got Montreal on the mind. Francesca, also, <laughs> I have to say. Vanessa was Montreal. That's why I am associating. Who's in Montreal? Our former co-host. She's very sweet. Um, 
But anyway, uh, also uh, now Vanessa, Francesca, uh, my wife also says that you are the prettiest girl in the world, uh, according to her. So tell her I say thank you. I I love that. She's the best. I watched both of your seasons, actually. Oh, well, thank you. But when you and Harry move to LA, please, we'd love to grab you. Yes, let's hang out. Triple dates. That'd be fun. So down. Um, All right. For the listeners, be sure to check her out on Instagram. You can get her to 3.1 million followers. Or check out her clothing label. It's Farago the label, right? Farago the label, yeah. Farago the label, yeah. Fly past that. Um, (laughs) Thank you, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Okay, thanks, uh, guys. Best of luck with everything. Thank you. Congratulations. Bye. Bye. Reality stars, man. They're just like us. Oh, you missed her. I've missed Francesca. You've missed Francesca. Oh my God, you have video of it? Uh, yeah, we recorded it. She's so pretty. I told. I said she. Well, she knows who you are. She loves you. She She wants us all to go on a triple date. No. Yeah, when her and Harry moved to LA. She's a Bachelor fan, yes. I know, she's a very big, she said she's a fan of Ashley. Because I said, uh, my wife thinks that you're the prettiest girl in the world. And she's like, well, tell Ashley I love her. And she's like, I've watched, you know, your season. I know. So cool, huh? Bye. Uh, Francesca was amazing. She's the sweetest thing. I'm very happy for her and Harry. I hope they work out. Moving to LA, I just, that's that's a tall task. But I hope everything works out for her. I think we'll be just fine. I think so too. Especially they're already looking at rings. Damn. I guess they've been dating for a while now though. When you think about it, the show stopped airing or stopped filming last summer. How's your teeth, Dean? Dean is showing me his teeth for some reason. As the if- zoom chat makes my teeth look so white. It's mind blowing. Yeah, they look great. They look really white. Congratulations. Um. Anyways, let's take a quick break and we can jump into some emails. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from life. You know that. His business is failing. His house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. 
We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger, and we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Okay, so we're going to jump into some emails. Uh, we have one from Anonymous. Nick Vile. We are very fond of. The title is, Do I Tell My Ex? She says, My ex and I have been broken up for over a month now. Post-breakup, I was still sleeping with him. While we were still seeing each other, we promised we wouldn't see other people during that time period. He told me he didn't want to be friends with benefits anymore because he wanted to move on. That same night, I began to Snapchat another person. Before and after our friends with benefits phase, my ex would constantly accuse me of seeing or talking to other people, but I would tell him, no, I wasn't. After he told me to move on, he still proceeded to accuse me of talking to other people, and I still said no because that person I Snapchatted for an hour was no longer in contact with me, but we recently started to be on good terms with each other, and he wants to start being friends with benefits again, but does not want to date. My friends are telling me that because I, I treated him so badly, I should not tell him and I do not owe him anything. Should I tell him I Snapchatted another person for a little? This is weird. So yeah. this guy says that he doesn't, he's the one who says he doesn't want to be friends with Benefit anymore, right? Yeah, he told me he didn't want to be friends with Benefits anymore. But now he wants to be friends with Benefits again. But then he's getting pissed off that she's talking to other people. Right. Because she needs now, benefits, you know? And now he wants to be friends with benefits again. So he obviously got jealous, but then he says he doesn't want to date her. He just wants to be friends with benefits. I think this yeah, dude needs to go see Taylor Nolan and really figure out his shit. I think this guy, uh I think this guy needs to be cut out of your life for good, probably. If he's gonna if he can't be a friend uh because he gets jealous of the people you talk to, and the only way he wants you in your life his life is by friends with benefits, then just get rid I would say just get, get rid, rid of the guy. Yeah. I mean, dude, relationships, when you break up, we've talked about this a million times, they can get so messy, especially if you're sleeping with that person after you break up. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have had that experience. I'm sure we've all had that experience where you just, it's comforting, right? You go back to your comfort, comforting little spot and you continue sleeping with someone that you broke up with and you both feel like shit about it. You know, it's that awkwardness where like you, you sleep together and it's like, okay, are we bad together? Are we just friends with benefits? Are we seeing other people? Are we sleeping with other people? Do we need to talk about this? It's just a whole cavalcade of mess. Really? Do you have like a blanket statement to make about sleeping with an ex? Just don't do it all, all together. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say don't do it. You know, what's funny this is off topic, but I was thinking about our conversation either last week or two weeks ago about the, text the next thing like how it was like usa today or whatever wrote that yeah. you should text your ex what you've always wanted to say and i said no kind of rethinking it <laughs> not oh, yeah me, not me personally but i was thinking about our conversation and i was thinking about my ex and then i also was thinking about the pandemic that was happening and, and, and something happened to her family member that i was close to at the time it's just like should I reach out and just be like, hey, I just hope everything's okay. I hope you're doing well. I don't want you to think that, you know, just because 
you know, I'm married and you've moved on. We both moved on that we shouldn't. I don't know. I guess I had new perspective on it when I thought about, you know, the consequence of, 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 of dying one day, <laughs> you know, no, am I, am I weird for thinking this way? Um, I guess I don't really understand exactly. So you're saying because of the definitive nature of death, well, you are reconsidering texting an ex. Well, what I'm, what I mean by that is I think when we were talking about it the other week, I was more of like, why would you text an ex? You guys are ridiculous. It's it's going to open up a can of worms. It's going to be terrible. It's going to end badly. But then I thought about what would happen if I reached out too late, so to speak. Like, I know this is really morbid way of thinking, and this kind of gives you an insight into my psyche and why Ashley is very frustrated by me sometimes because I'm always a pessimist and I always think the worst thing is going to happen. But like, if something tragic happened, and I was almost, I just felt like too late, kind of like I should have reached out earlier. Does that make sense? So yeah. then I thought about it in those terms and I was like, should we be able to reach out and be like, hey, I just want you to know that I hope you're doing well. I'm happy you're happy. And that's it. How would you feel if Ashley texted an ex? That's the thing. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. This is, this is the problem with being, yeah, I, well, as humans, we were, you know, we deal with conflict and jealousy and emotions and, and nostalgia. And so you try to like, you know, make the best decision possible by just like narrowing, you know, you know, making your path through all these different thoughts. Uh, and that's the thing. Like I put myself in Ashley's shoes and I'm like, man, how would Ashley feel if I texted an ex? How would I feel if Ashley texted an ex? Just to say like, I, I hope you're doing well. Can I jump in? Um, Tori, you never have to ask to <laughs> jump in. You just jump in. You're a part of this podcast. <laughs> well, thank you. But Dean, you are close to all of your exes. I wouldn't say all. I would say a large majority. Like you could still pick up the phone and talk to them and have, and you be, I don't think you would think it's necessarily weird, but how do you, how do you navigate that being in a relationship now? Cause like your Colorado friends is what comes to my brain. Hmm. Well, for the record, I would never pick up the phone and call someone because I hate talking on the phone. Um, FaceTime. You could do a call. Uh, I would never FaceTime any, anyone either. Exactly. I ignore every FaceTime I ever get. I hate talking on the phone. And it's getting worse and worse, too. Um, but to your point, it's funny that Jared even brings up this topic because I texted an ex, actually, after that podcast. Uh, she's that, she, I said she's a nurse. So I just texted her. I said, hey, thanks for being a nurse during these you know, insane times. And that was basically it. Uh, there's not really much more to the story to add to that, but well, did you tell Kaylin beforehand? No, I, I guess I never thought to, but I guess I could. I don't know. See, that's where I like. If you text an ex, should you tell your significant other first? Even though there's no malicious intent with your text, you're literally right. like for you, you literally just texted an ex because she's a nurse and you wanted to say thank you for all the heroic stuff you're doing right now. Right. But should you have asked Kaylin or should you tell Kaylin, be like, hey, just as FYI, this is what I did? Because does it make it more of a situation if you tell Kaylin? I think, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, it kind of makes it a little fishy. Exactly. I don't know. You're right. It's weird. It's weird. Is there a right answer? It doesn't sound like there is. It sounds like it's different shades of just uh, uncertainty. (laughs) Uh, 2020. I've been kind of thinking about weirdly my high school ex in this time. And I don't know why 
because he was terrible. Like he cheated on me with my best friend. But fast forward, because I was 16 then, fast forward till now, he has dated other people far in between, but is now pregnant with the girl from high school that he cheated on me with. Your best friend? Yes. I'm assuming ex-best friend. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And for some weird reason, I'm like so irritated by it. And I don't know why it could be kind of me being competitive of being like, damn, like she got the boy. But at the same time, I hate that I'm thinking that. And like, I'm still weirdly hurt by it. And I think isolation is kind of making me feel it more. But I've been like so tempted to weirdly reach out, but I I can't because there's no direction for me to take that. Like congrats mm. on the baby because I don't really need. What would you say? I, exactly. Like, I don't know what I would say, but I'm so irritated. Like she posted a video. I don't know why I still follow her. But she posted a video of the baby room. And I was like, I don't want that to be me. Because basically he almost proposed to me when I was 16. He had the whole thing planned, but cheated on me two days before my birthday when the proposal was supposed to happen. I can understand why you'd be a little agitated by this entire situation. You're happy for him, obviously. But at the same time, it's like, eh, this is the girl that he cheated on me with. I was kind of hoping that they would just start hating each other and break up and go their separate ways. And now they're having a baby. I get it. Yeah. You're not you're not a horrible person for being a little annoyed by it. I just hate that feeling that like somebody still has that over you in like some weird way. Why are you Boy. laughing, Dean? I just think it's so funny that that could be you with uh, a husband and kids on the way. If I stuck around Grass Valley, one hundred percent, I would have four kids by now. Well, that's the thing is you don't want that, so why would you be envious of something that or uh, distraught by something that you don't even want? I don't know if you guys ever think about the first person you ever dated or had a real like boyfriend, girlfriend relationship with, they kind of always hold a special part of your life. I yeah, think. she ruined my life. She ruined me. That's that's what it. <laughs> is this actually a real story? Well, I mean, I've talked about it at length on the podcast before. She just cheated on me a lot. And well, I think girl sucks. it's led to some unhealthy habits. I'm sure you know, you're boyfriend as a high schooler 16 cheated on you with your best friend whether you're willing to admit it or not whether you can pinpoint it or not I bet you there's still some lingering issues that you have because of that I hate to admit it but I think you're right yeah it weirdly like makes me emotional you guys like why am I tearing up right now like I don't know what's going on I'm like literally getting teary-eyed and I think that like I I'm just like really struggling with the fact of like being in isolation and like it's just, it's like that weird situation of like, you never really did anything in high school to deserve that pain. And then you guys, I don't know why I'm crying. I think I need to get oh, out of this. Don't worry. No, but, and then like, and then like he, I know they're not necessarily happy and I don't want to say that they're not, but like he clearly has underlining issues and I'm sure she does too. You know, I mean, I knew her really well, but like, it's just weird where you're like, oh, like, what did I do to deserve that at the age of 16? And you have to grow up so fast in those positions. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, and the, thing so about, it's- the thing about being that age, too, I feel like, and correct me if you guys think I'm wrong on this, but I feel like the the way that you love someone when you're 16 is so much more, like, f- passionate and fiery than you're able to later on. Like, it's just a different feeling. It's a different love. And so... You lack uh, perspective, yeah. which means you're more passionate about that person. Totally. Right, right, right. Because yeah, you don't know as much. And so you're like, all, you like, yeah, when I think back to how I felt when I was cheated on when I was six, 16 as well, 
it was like my whole body was like exploding you know what I mean uh and then later on in life when I got cheated on it was like less of a big deal but still a big deal and you know things just become you have more of a world outside of your relationship I think is what it becomes but you still like hold on to a lot of the things that you learned from those first relationships so I think it's okay that you feel a little disgruntled about it Tori (laughs) you're crying letting it out oh I hate tears but it was weird like hearing the conversation from the last podcast and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are thinking the same thing it's just like being in self-isolation you really like have time to think about all of your past relationships yeah, you have, you have zero distractions so yeah and so you start your analyzing mm-hmm. definitely and I, I i could definitely tell you that i grew up in a smaller town and so it felt like a bigger deal than what it is now and i know that but i think that i still carry a lot of that like hurt and pain of like am i even like worthy to be in a relationship with anyone because clearly that's how somebody loved me in the past like that's kind of like what it just, it just when it's at such a young age too it's like you can't even really like let those scars heal you just became more of like you had to push through and act like everything's fine because at that young age you're like it's kind of that maturity thing you're not really evaluating his brain versus yours what? or his penis versus and horniness you know versus other penises <laughs> yeah we get it <laughs> um i mean from i think jared and i are from small towns too and it's always funny to like think about those places because a lot of people from those towns you know they graduate high school they either stay in the town go to college a lot of people after graduating college go back to that town and just kind of continue on the same things that either their parents were doing or whatever they were doing before they left uh and that's great if that's what makes you happy that's fantastic that's not personally something that i would be interested in it doesn't seem like either of you guys are either obviously you know you move to los angeles and you're you're doing all these things um it's just i I, it's kind of hard it's like apples to oranges you know you can't really compare those types of things um isn't it funny though tori because you have this such emotional attachment to this guy that you dated in high school because of what happened but picture yourself with him now yes would you really even want to be with him no and that's why i can't tell if it's me being like competitive with the fact that like she got the boy no or no i agree because i was thinking about this too you know it's it's like well you know you think about like that first person that you loved and had so many memories with uh, and you know it still brings back like it pain and love and all these different things that you experience together but then in the present moment i think about you know the person I am now being with the person they are now, I'm like, it would never work. I don't even know if I'd want that relationship. And right. so why am I so, yeah. why am I so impacted when I think back upon what we had, when I know it wouldn't be the same right now? I think what's also really hard though, is that we've moved to a city that's very um, like wasteful kind of with relationships <laughs> yeah. or human connection. And so it's like, sometimes I come, I'm conflicted where I'm like, I almost would rather be in more of an isolated place and maybe a little unhealthy, like that's like a little unhealthy, but still be with someone because then we moved to LA where there's so much, so there's like so many options and less, uh, I don't, I don't know really how to, I, I feel like I'm hitting that point with like living in LA where 
I'm, I'm not ready to settle down, but I'm almost like frightened on the fact that there's not even like someone out there that I could settle down with because, but back in a smaller town, there were a lot more options, but they weren't maybe as healthy. I, I don't know if I'm making sense, but it's like, we almost went to LA and then it's like, what now? You know, it's like, that's not necessarily better. If anything, it's kind of harder to make a human connection. Well, it's, sometimes it's just easier to make a choice when you have less uh, options in front of you. You go to like a, uh, uh, what are those things called? It's corrals, uh, the corral buffet, grand corral, golden corral. If you go to a golden oh, corral. Okay, yeah. I was like, where's he going with this? I was like, crane barrel? <laughs> You got a million options in front of you in terms of what you can eat. It's almost harder to make a decision. You kind of want to try everything. I mean, do but we really need to look at a menu? Of, if you have a menu of like three items, it's just so much easier to choose and be content with your choice. It's kind of like, this is a weird analogy, but it's kind of like TV. Like how many times do you go on Netflix and you spend more time trying to choose an option yeah. than actually watching a movie or a documentary or a TV show? It's just because yeah. there's so much, and it's similar to dating now. We're, we're exposed to so many people, whether it be dating apps or cities or you know computers and technology, uh, social media, that you just you, there's so many options that you're like, well, this person's that, but they're, this person's actually better at this, but then that person has that, which I like too, and it's just so confusing and convoluted. 2020. Um, <laughs> or will you let us know if you end up texting him? Well, there's no way because I have to respect their boundaries and the fact that, I mean, they're not married, but that they're having a kid together. And I do wish them the best, obviously. And I want that kid to grow up in a healthy atmosphere. But are they still together? Um, he's not the, he's not a great guy, like at all. So how will they end up getting pregnant? I know it's very murky. Um, I'm not going to speak on maybe how murky it got but i think that there definitely was some cheating um and that they kind of always fall back to each other and then i think that this in my, my assumption is that this is a way that she was able to tie him down because nobody's been really able to tie him down so I, I again and i don't know and i, I honestly genuinely believe that baby's gonna like grow up with i know his parents are amazing i know she has a great dad um and family but so I, I need to respect that. But there is just in the back of my head that I'm like, oh, like, I hate that that still lingers in my head sometimes that I'm like, she literally got him and like, I didn't even get the chance to be like, I don't want to be with you or whatever, you know, but it's, it's, it, it is what it is. I mean, it sucks now and I feel for you, but it, I, it won't last forever. Once this quarantine ends and you start, act, you know, seeing other people and distracting yourself and working and going back to your normal life those feelings will subside. It's just tough. Everybody's going through it right now. You're in quarantine. You got nothing else to do, but except just think about things. We're all, we're all going a little, a little crazier day by day. Um, we were going to answer another email, but I don't think we have time for that because this has been a long episode. So I'm just going to go ahead and sign off. Tori, hopefully you feel better. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank, thank you to Taylor Nolan and Frankie from Too Hot to Handle for joining us today. Uh, be sure to check Taylor's podcast out and all that good stuff, but be sure to tune in next week as well, because maybe we'll just suck a little bit less. Follow help by suck at dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate black history month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City 
in Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black lead products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black lead products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.